0: Hello, language enthusiasts, and welcome to The Language Worker, a space to talk about the people involved in the language business in a broad sense. I'm interested in finding out how their training, work experience, and their passion for languages has shaped our guests' professional and, of course, personal lives. Join me on this journey to explore the multiple and unpredictable paths one can follow when we are involved in the magical world of of languages Mónica Caldeiro is a poet and published author. After finding out about her disease, Mónica started researching her own condition and ended up falling in love with the medical field. Mónica is a college professor and the CEO of Vitruvian Medical Communications. Hello everybody, so today my guest is Mónica She's a translator, medical translator, and she's a company owner. But please, Monica, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got here. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Hi, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I actually started my career as a translator, as a literary translator back in 2009. And I started having direct clients mainly. Which is something that it's uh, rather peculiar in literary translation Mm -hmm. uh, because you work, yeah, you work with (laughs) publishers, yeah, you don't work with direct clients. But I had a few direct clients over the years, uh, which was really interesting because I was translating poetry, songs, Mm. direct clients, and then I very creative. (laughs) Yeah, it was really creative. I'm actually a writer. I'm a poet. So I've been writing poetry since I was a very little girl, (laughs) but yeah, now I have uh, five, six books published. I'm not sure. I think five, five books published, uh, five collections of poetry. So I consider myself um, a professional writer, Mm -hmm. Um, not only a professional translator. Um so yeah I I started uh, working as a poetry uh translator mm. and and then and yeah and I was um also working as a teacher of spanish as a second language uh-huh. over those years uh which was really funny I I really liked it um but uh there was a point when I needed to make a change and it is funny uh, how actually life uh, brings you to certain places, yeah. Because uh-huh. with yes, I developed a um, multi-system complex disease, and uh, that was what actually brought me to medicine. Uh-huh. I started, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. So the
0: poet started investigating, right? Her own situation. Yeah, yeah. I had
1: to, yeah, I had to research my own um, illness to understand what was happening in my body. It's, um, yeah, it's a pretty complex thing. Uh, so, so yeah, I had to do a lot of research. I started participating in patients forums for many, many years. So I became um, part of a huge community of patients around the world. And also I started um, translating psychology and psychiatry for a publisher. So that was really interesting too. I really, it's something I, I really enjoyed doing. So just uh from psychiatry and psychology and all the research that I was doing, um, uh, since I have a multi-system disease, I was researching on different specializations. I was researching on neurology, um, immunology, um Infect infectious diseases. Um, I mean, you know, a huge spectrum of things in medicine. Um so finally, after many years doing that, I came with the decision of uh studying my master's degree on medical translation. Mm. Um and yeah, I had been already, as I told you, uh translating. Um, mainly psychology psychiatry also patients materials mm-hmm. too and another stuff uh, in medical translation before starting my master's degree and also it's funny how that master's degree that I started uh, it's the one that I'm working on actually as a teacher yeah I'm I'm a teacher of the master's degree that I studied on Oh. Um, i teach um uh, medical terminology mm-hmm. and also psychopathology for translators yeah and mm-hmm. i also teach yeah and i also <laughs> teach uh, professional poetry translation uh I love it. <laughs> which, yeah which is uh, yeah it's it's funny that i teach all these things you know like medicine poetry it's so different uh, and at the same time For me, it's, um, yeah, it's something that, it's so creative. I mean, uh, not only poetry translation, but also medicine. It has its creative side.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's usually not the perspective that someone who doesn't know about it would have. So I love it. (laughs) I mean, if you're a more creative person, I would say that you bring that into everything that you do. So it kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think that the creative side of medicine is actually to get your words clear through science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you communicate science with clear words? Mm-hmm. I think that's the most creative side. And the most important part, too, you know, because you really want your your words to reach your audience. So, yeah, it's, it's an important part, but it's also rather creative.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think I mean it's a bit of a different background from all the other <laughs> medical translators I know. Uh, Maybe
1: I know, but you know I'm I'm a really I'm a real nerd. I mean I can be a real nerd. Uh, so I study a lot of medicine and I study a lot of language. I'm I'm constantly studying. Mm. Sorry, my my dog is actually around here.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Dogs <laughs> are totally allowed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yeah and so i was telling you for me it's kind of um i i love doing both things i love so you really
0: didn't feel like there was a gap or anything like that or you didn't feel like when when the publisher i guess first asked you to translate these new materials that, that were more related to medicine and because you already had your own experience as a patient and all that. So did you have any difficulties adapting to this new material compared to your background in literary translation and some books that you have translated that are more, you know, deeper subjects and things like that? So did you feel like some sort of of a a learning curve, let's call it that, uh, when you actually started doing those, uh, translating those materials? Or was it like very flowy. <laughs> it
1: was very flowy. Actually, it was there was not a huge gap. Just because I was not translating like psychopathology or things like that, I was translating more Jungian psychology, which has mm-hmm. a bit of um, very literary, has a literary side with a lot mm-hmm. of images and a lot of. It's based on also. It talks a lot of, about myths. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. so it's kind of included into it. Yeah, you're speaking about psychiatry, but you're speaking also at term myths and uh-huh. how it works with those myths. So yeah. uh, for me, it was it was really flowy. It was not that, there was not that huge gap. When I started also with, um, as my experience, uh, regarding my experience as a patient, I was helping other patients to actually understand medicine Uh, to understand their own illness from the point of science so I started translating and um, making like um, yeah kind of um, like a
0: bridge between the the scientific texts and then what people actually needed to get as a message about their own illness
1: yeah exactly I started kind of yeah like uh, listening to podcasts about uh, specific illnesses and then translating this content for patients. Wow. And it was about maybe things like genomics and things like that. That it was really, you know, difficult stuff.
0: Yeah, mysteries for yeah, most of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I just, mm, I did it. And, and I found out that I was pretty good at science. And I had always thought that I had always thought that uh I was not good at it, you know, because I, I grew up in an I don't know, I didn't have the right teachers, I guess, you know? <laughs> and, and I just thought that I was not good at science. I, I had this belief uh, uh deep rooted in me. And and then with the years I I reached to the conclusion that it was just, you know. Just, to be frank, just bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lie
0: You were telling to yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was telling myself, you're not a woman of science and blah, blah, blah. And you cannot do this and you cannot do that. And now I've been uh, studying medical writing for more than one year, mm. which is a different step that I'm doing in my career and every day I have to you know um, try to overcome a feeling that I'm not maybe enough you know because I didn't study medicine Mm -hmm. but you know I'm always studying so I feel that if I have the right resources and I'm really putting my energy into it and I'm really working on that um, you know it's fine it's just you know You really just do it and study and put your effort.
0: Yeah. And I guess your your clients feel that what you do is absolutely viable to them. So
1: Um, I guess so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or else they wouldn't keep coming back.
1: (laughs) I've been working uh, with some of my clients for years, in medical translation, and they are happy with my work. So I guess uh, it's fine. Yeah.
0: So you still do all of this? as a continuum, right? You still write your poetry, you still do your studies, you still translate, you still, you do all of this, right?
1: I know it sounds crazy, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I write poetry, usually I use my holidays to write my books mm-hmm. um, and have a, some sort of writer's life mm-hmm. uh, through my holiday time. And, and then I have well, I run my own business, my own translation business.
0: Yes, we we're um, going to get there, but let's go yeah, there.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. And and I translate and I write and I do a lot of stuff and I study Greek. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm finishing my studies now at university. Uh, Is it modern
0: it, Greek or ancient Yeah,
1: Greek? modern Greek. modern. Mm.
0: Greek. Because I have a friend in Barcelona. I'll have him on the podcast soon. <laughs> so he actually uh, studied. Well, he's, uh, he's an expert. But um, ancient Greek. So I'm every time people say Greek, I get...
1: <laughs> oh, make it smaller Greek. Because I love speaking with people.
0: Oh. And I, you I want to love... use it in your real life.
1: Yeah, yeah, really. I want to use it. I don't know if I will get to the point where I will use it as a working language. Maybe. <laughs> wow. uh, because it's damn difficult. Um, but... Maybe, maybe I will reach to that point in, I don't know how many years.
0: (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. Just looking at what you've been doing as I looked at your profile, I'm thinking that it's not going to take that long. (laughs) And I'm almost sure that you're going to include it as a working language, but that's just me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe for literary translation. and Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know for medicine, you know, it's a different field. And I haven't found much material so to support um translating medicine from Greek to Spanish, for example, or even from Greek to English, mm-hmm. uh medicine. But um who knows? I don't really know. I don't really know.
0: I see. <laughs> <laughs> So your starting points are just starting points. And then you'll take it, yeah. you know, and yeah. you fly away with <laughs> whatever happens. And that's fascinating, obviously. Yeah, so I, I enjoy then it. You were a freelancer, poet, all of this. And then all of a sudden, what happened that made you think that you actually wanted to have your company as such and not just sustain your business and call yourself? A freelancer so just have a, a real business and can you tell me the name of your company and all that
1: yeah it's Vitruvian medcoms Vitruvian mm. medical communications um and actually it came out because i had a few clients who had different needs and they kind of asked me can you do this for me can you do that for me and then i realized that i had to offer more services mm. uh if i could I, I was asking myself, can I can I help my clients without losing them? Um, so then I started um, working with another person, with a collaborator and it worked very well. Mm. And then I said, okay, maybe I can, you know, bring another person in and see what happens. So then we were three of us and, and then there were protests where I had to hire other linguists And we were up to seven people working on a project. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it depends on the project. It depends on the client. But mainly now we are offering different services in the area of medical communications. Mm -hmm. Such as medical writing, medical translation, medical copywriting. Um, But we are a team in the sense that having a team has um, the point of since we have, each of us has different specializations, we can offer a wider range of services. Uh-huh. But we only offer these services in English, Spanish, and Catalan. We uh-huh. are, you know, uh we try to keep it small, to be very specialized in uh-huh. certain t- types of things and languages. Uh so we don't want to um try to be in the higher scope and you know be a huge company it's not Mm -hmm. what i want i love to Mm -hmm. work in a team and i love working with my team and working personally with them Mm -hmm. Uh, so i really want to keep it small Mm
0: -hmm. so highly specialized highly special (laughs) and high quality right
1: yeah yeah and i and i love you know it's like treating the people i work with like humans yeah (laughs) (laughs) just not just like not only vendors or resources or these kind of words that we hear so often in the translation industry, yeah? I um, yeah. <laughs> no, don't like it. It's
0: I was a vendor manager for eight <laughs> years, what can I say?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like people are not resources or vendors. People are people. They are language professionals and they're humans. So mm. <laughs> I like to treat my team as humans and I, I like to have this kind of relationship with my team.
0: Mm. Yeah. So how was it? what happened? So you woke up <laughs> and you said, the clients need me to be more versatile because yeah. then all of a sudden you had to become like a proper businesswoman, right? How was it? There was again, no curve or was it <laughs> this time you had to think a little bit harder for all the admin and all the thinking with other type of thinking that comes with having your own business? What happened there?
1: Yeah, it's like, um, I started out that way and then I was like okay so I guess that now I'm a business if I have other collaborators um, and then I started changing my vision about my business and then having a plan and mm-hmm. preparing like something that I, w- I, I did a shift I shifted from uh, Vitruvian life sciences translations mm-hmm. into and medical communications
0: because mm-hmm. it's broader.
1: Yeah, which is broader. So um, I needed a lot of, a lot of planification for that. Mm-hmm. Like it was really needed and had to build my website and and think about my marketing and have a and you know have a plan. Just have a plan. And and I, I work on that a lot. It was pretty intense. Um and it's very intense when when a lot of projects come in and you have to do all the things. You have to be the project manager, but you're still a linguist and you have to deal with a lot of things. And it's a little bit crazy, but I enjoy it. I like it. It's something that, you know, having my own business gives me um the freedom to have my own rules too. Mm-hmm. And you still have to follow the client's rules but it's different it's like a sort of um game in which you have to reach an agreement with your client yeah mm-hmm. and you don't you can negotiate it's different when you are in another position for example you're an in-house translator in a company or something mm-hmm. like that maybe there are no negotiables but uh when you run your own business you have to have these negotiation skills which are very very important
0: very important <laughs> so yeah. who yeah. are your clients mainly where are they and who are they who
1: are they well i i can't say exactly no, who i know i'm
0: not expecting you know? names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i can give up many names no, but I mean, small uh, yeah they're you know. <laughs> generic yeah cro's which are contract research organizations um also medical startups uh consultancies um yeah and some agencies too Mm -hmm. but these are my main clients yeah Mm -hmm. and all of them are medical and we mainly do uh, medical translation in clinical research
0: Mm -hmm. so how do you envision the future of your business do you think that the same model that you created was it two years ago three years ago maybe longer
1: yeah i started out three years ago Uh more or less but yeah. now the shift into Vitruvian Medcoms is very recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually finished my website a few months ago. So it's kind of, I made the shift during last year, beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. And so how I envision my business. You've already are- had
0: into consideration all the new <laughs> the new things yeah. that are happening in the world. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and all of that stuff is already you know in your mind there's already a formed opinion and way of handling that in the future of your business I suppose
1: yeah the point is that um now I'm finishing my postgraduate degree in medical writing Mm -hmm. so I see myself as someone that is going to Mm, transition from medical translator to medical writer Mm -hmm. but also doing some translation work Mm -hmm. Um,
0: yourself not in your company because in your company you have all that right
1: yeah well in my company yeah in my company and working together with a team Mm -hmm. um, and just keep on doing that Um, but i really want to become more a medical writer than a translator Mm-hmm. I don't follow with translation work because I really like it, but I really enjoy being a writer. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would really like to follow that path.
0: Mm-hmm. Because it's more creative. I mean, I guess you have more freedom, <laughs> I think. I'm not um,
1: it's not because I have more freedom or it's more creative. It's because it's more complicated. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love yeah I love difficult stuff I, I love see. that's
0: how you evaluate things <laughs> yeah yeah a, that's why you're learning Greek because you thought what is a very complicated language that I can learn
1: <laughs> um, not exactly uh that's a different story okay but, <laughs> yeah but the point is that um I really love difficult things and I mm-hmm. love uh challenges. So for me, medical writing is quite a challenge um, and I enjoy it a lot. I love it um, and I love science. So I think that uh, because I'm a writer, it kind of goes naturally into that, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it was amazing to hear you because I was very curious because I've been following you on social media now the last couple of years, maybe. And it was pretty amazing. And I'm like, hmm, I really need to invite Monique <laughs> to <laughs> talk to me. Ah, oh, but I forgot to ask you to actually pronounce your name with your real, well, with, with the, the real accent so that I don't do it wrong before we go. Yeah. So can, can, can you me- say your, yeah, name is Monica, your name? Yeah, Monica Caldeiro. Right. So it's, uh, you explained to me that you were born in Barcelona, but or your family is uh, Galician. And so this is why <laughs> you are a bit of a, of a, Cannot say hybrid, but okay. Uh, about yeah, languages and quite a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, you, you speak Catalan obviously, and you also speak uh, Spanish and Galician. Uh, and Galician, so that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was, yeah, I was born in a trilingual environment, so uh-huh. yeah, that helped a lot with my love for languages.
0: Yeah, I bet, because it's it's, it's different than myself, right? I, I was just born in Portugal from a totally Portuguese family. <laughs> so that's all I got was was European Portuguese. So, Monica, thank you so, so much for being here. I know you're super busy. You do your poetry, you do your company business, you do your freelancing, your, I mean, your writing and your, your translating and all of that. So it was such a pleasure to get to know you a little better. And I would ask you to then send me your links and all of that for your books and for your new website so that we can just have everything available for anyone who wants to visit and know more, even and wants to know even more about you. So thank you so much, and I'll thank keep on you. following your work.
1: Thank you a lot. It's been a pleasure.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Pleasure is mine. Thank you.